Hey demons, it's your girls. A weekly humor podcast where two childhood best friends discuss some spooky shit. Happy New Year, guys. It's 2019 and we And we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2019. We've got some What do we got? <laughs> Well, if if anyone was expecting us to come into the new year uh, totally energized, <laughs> yeah, and ready to do just an amazing first episode of the new year, you were going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I still think it will it will be a good episode, but it's going to be very um, I don't know. It's just it's just going to be a little bit relaxed, not too too serious we're not taking it too seriously because we're tired (laughs) yeah just just sit back and relax maybe get a drink we're on we're on episode uh six (laughs) i'm gonna be honest i didn't know which episode we were on at first i had to look it up (laughs) oh (laughs) okay this is episode six of Hey demons, it's your girls, it's and your we are your girls. girls. And we are demons. <laughs> That's Shay, and I'm Alicia, and we're here again. <laughs> Why do we sound so? We sound so sad. We're out of <laughs> practice, man. I mean, I'm not okay. Everyone, I just want you to know, we're not <laughs> sad that we're here. We're just tired. <laughs> Okay, the New Year's and the holidays, they just throw us off. It throws me off a lot. I know. Yeah, we took a little longer hiatus because I think the week we were supposed to come back, well, you wanted to come back, and I was like, can we just... Well, okay, so here's the thing. I I said I wanted to come back because I thought that you might want to come back. (laughs) And, like, I didn't want to seem like I was, like unenthusiastic to come back I guess so I was like oh like if you want to do it we can oh, see, yeah you fooled me because I was like well I feel like a jerk because oh, I was just playing around some more I, I was just okay so see sometimes I'll like I'll be like okay like I'm willing to come back <laughs> that sounds so bad I'm willing to come back if if my friend wants to come back so so here's We're both this. politely so, trying not to procrastinate, but it's just so so it's like the one part of me is like, tell her you want to come back now. And then the other part of me is like, oh, I'm so glad she doesn't want to do this right now. That's those were the battles going on. Yeah. In me. I'm I'm glad that we're doing this though again. <laughs> so so really I just set myself up to to be okay with it. <laughs> Either way, it was gonna be a victory, no matter if you said yes or if you were if yeah, you know what I mean. I that was that was a smart setup, Alicia. <laughs> I Yes, this is how I deal with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I believe episode six is, we're just going to go ahead and read some scary stories we found um, either on the internet or in books. Mm -hmm. And we were going to do that right before Christmas to usher in Christmas. And then we uh, dropped the ball there. (laughs) And then Christmas (laughs) came upon us and we were just 
definitely not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but we are now. So, yeah. Welcome again to 2019, the first episode of Hey Demons, It's Your Girls. And I hope you're ready for some spooky stories. Shay already knows my spooky story a little bit. I do. But I don't know any of yours. You really. do not. That's kind of cool. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, do you want to trade off like we did last time? But I can go first if you would like <laughs> me to. Um, how, about, how about you go first? Because... Like I said, I only have my one story, really. So how about we sandwich it? Oh, okay. Because like, you said you had, like, a couple, I think. So oh, if yeah. you go first, I'll go in the middle. And then and then you go last. And then we can banter. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> so I went to, when we went to Kentucky for um, Thanksgiving, Mm-hmm. My some of my family's from Frankfort, Kentucky, and they have a really cool little book store called mm-hmm. um and it just left my head. <laughs> oh they, they have, have a really cool bookstore book called Poor Richards. That's what it is. There we go. <laughs> Poor Richards bookstore in Frankfort, Kentucky. And um the one cool thing about Kentucky that maybe people don't realize is that they are really proud of mm. their authors. Like Usually during Expo, they would invite a ton of, like, local, regional authors to come and Mm -hmm. uh, be part of it. There used to be a a huge book fair that happened in downtown Frankfurt that my parents would always take us to. I always just think that's kind of a a cool thing that they, like, there's still a very strong, like, oral written tradition for storytelling Mm -hmm. in Kentucky. But uh, I grabbed a book. That I found called The Telltale Lilac Bush and Other West Virginia Ghost Tales by Ruth Ann Music. Ooh. Is it music or music? M- M-U-S-I-C-K. Music? Music? Huh. Anyway, I guess music. Orange, there's a skeleton on the cover, and it, it, it yeah. So. <laughs> it, so- it sounds very, uh, a little bit Halloween y, but I approve. Yeah, but while I picked it up with the intention of using it for our Christmas episode, and I actually found two stories in here that involve Christmas. <laughs> oh, cool. So nice. I'm going to read them because I didn't uh, change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfectly fine. All right. So the first story comes from this book, and it's called The Phantom Soldier. So during World War One, a young soldier from West Virginia was engaged to be married to a beautiful young girl but was called into the army sooner than he had expected. He was sent to Germany. Duh, it's World War I. <laughs> After he had gone, his old Greatest mother... in the book. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> this story, as read by Shay, with some extra... Some commentary. <laughs> yeah. So after he had gone, his older brother persuaded the girl that the soldier had not loved her after all and married her himself. That reminds me of a movie. Wait. What is that movie? With Brad Pitt? <laughs> So wait, I'm sorry. Repeat that line again. He, he after he had... gone, the older brother was like, "Hey man, uh, my brother didn't really love you. He left for Germany and didn't stay, even though he was like fucking drafted. So it's not like he could do anything." About I was gonna that, say but... how how is that? Yeah, like he can't even. He doesn't even have a choice. <laughs> I, I think both of them are assholes here because first of all, his older brother is lying and stealing his brother's fiance and the girl also who the fuck would just be like oh my fiance just got drafted 
but his older brother is telling me he didn't love me. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. So on Christmas Eve, the soldier returned unexpectedly. A full moon lighted the sky and the house on the hill surrounded by pines where his brother lived seemed dark. The soldier knocked and his older brother let him in, though he was obviously not pleased to see him. The wife was upstairs. Okay. The two brothers <laughs> talked. <laughs> this, this writing in this book is kind of, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the two brothers talked for a few minutes. The older brother admitted that he had married the girl for her money and position and added that if the other interfered, he would not hesitate to kill him. Well, that's a fun Christmas conversation. So immediately this family is very dysfunctional. <laughs> Like, so your brother goes off to war, you steal his girl, you only married her for money and shit, so that's nice. You're gonna kill your brother if he tries to take her back? Is that what I'm getting so far? Yep. Okay. That's what's happening. Okay. So, the soldier left, but returned in a short while with a revolver and shot his older brother, as you do. So... (laughs) <laughs> as one does. <laughs> he then left the house as quietly as he had come. The young wife, hearing the shot, rushed downstairs to find her husband dying on the floor. He told her what had happened. Though the police, after she called them, made a thorough search, they could find no trace of the soldier. On Christmas Day, a telegram arrived addressed to her husband. It announced his brother had been killed in action on December 21st. Ooh, that sent chills. <laughs> that sent some chills through me. So here's what I like about this. So the soldier supposedly died on December 21st. So what, like three, three days before Christmas Eve and um, came back to probably be like one last time I'm going to see my family. And then his dick brother was like, hey, married your fiance for money. Fuck off or I'll kill you. And his ghost was like, all right, I'm going to go get this gun shoot you in a non-lethal way and then leave (laughs) so i like this story because okay for one it is pretty spooky and then um yeah so his brother his brother died and his spirit returned to his family yeah his, his spirit was probably like oh i'm finally gonna see my wife i've been gone in this war and I'm going to come back and my wife is going to be there. And my brother, surely he's not married her. <laughs> and yeah, come to find out that he did. And then, I don't know. It's just it's just great. I like the whole, like the ghost finds out. So he's like, well, time to exact some revenge on you. <laughs> um, but then I think it's funny that he just like leaves. Like he leaves and um, like that's it. It's not like a I'm gonna haunt you for the rest of my life because you're a dick bag or anything. It's just I'm gonna wound you severely and uh, I hope you remember this forever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll see you in hell, bitch. <laughs> that's what I would say. Like I would have thrown some. I would have thrown some shade in there. Yeah. Once I shot my brother. <laughs> like just you wait. I'm gonna see you again someday. <laughs> And then we can be in combat for all eternity. <laughs> is that is that good? <laughs> um, probably not. I mean, if I mean, I think that his brother was definitely in the wrong, <laughs> and his brother probably should have like 
apologize, but instead he took the douchey route and just told him exactly why he married his fiance. Which wasn't for any good reason. It wasn't like, oh, I loved her and like we just ended up falling in love, I guess. It was like, she's rich, so I married her. (laughs) I want to know more about the dynamics here. Like, did the the younger brother already know that his brother was a dickbag? Or is this like the first offense? Or like, what's what's the deal? Like, right. And also, what's with the girl that she readily agreed that like, oh, yeah, he doesn't love me anymore. He got drafted. Yeah, we've been we've been engaged for like a year now, but he had to go to the war and obviously he doesn't love me or else he would have run away to I was about to say Canada. (laughs) <laughs> but I know it, this isn't taking place like that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I just don't understand like why she didn't have more of a say. Or did he admit that he only married her for that in front of her? No, was she was like... upstairs. Okay, so she was not in the room. Okay. This reminds me of Legends of the Fall. That's what it is. That's the movie with Brad Pitt where the brother marries his brothers intended when he's like away i don't know what it is about like brothers or like siblings in general like marrying their brothers or siblings (laughs) supposed spouse person like after they've like gone somewhere or after they've passed away for like for some reason it kind of creeps me out (laughs) i do (laughs) I don't know why. I guess because I feel like they're kind of like that person, but not. Yeah. And so I'm like, are you what? Like, are you trying to replace that person? But you're not them. I guess the familiarity (laughs) would be comforting, but... I think it's the familiarity that creeps me out, too. It's it's like a comfort, but it's also kind of creepy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, and you don't want to have to like, be, you, you know, when you when you have a sibling, you're also kind of in a struggle anyway with like in your family dynamic. I mean, even if you have a great relationship with your sibling, like there's usually some there's some sort of yeah, there's some sort of dynamic going on. Still. Yeah, and do you want to spend the rest of your life like battling with your sibling's ghost? Like that's. I mean, that if they're standing in front of you, at least you can talk to them and, like, there might be some conflict resolution. <laughs> I mean, in this case, there was some conflict resolution, but it didn't, it was kind of aggressive. I just like how, I just think it's funny how he was like, I'm going to choose the douchebag option and just not really talk to my brother about this situation in, like, a... A way that you should probably talk to your brother. <laughs> the younger brother or the older brother? Um, was it the was it the younger brother who married the chick? The older brother married. The the older brother married. Oh, that's also very douchey, by the way. The old yeah. the older sibling marrying <laughs> the younger sibling's spouse. I don't know why. I also think that's douchey. <laughs> I think probably because okay, you're the older sibling, so you already I feel like you already have a leg up. So it's like you're taking advantage of your younger sibling's circumstance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I would say they're all assholes here. I know this wasn't the intended purpose of the story, but I would say that this is a lesson that everyone is an asshole in this story. Yeah, I I would say so. I agree with that. 
<laughs> Asshole family. Douchebag family. <laughs> Don't have a douchebag family. Don't marry your brother's fiance. Look, if your brother goes <laughs> to war, <laughs> if your brother just goes anywhere, and has to leave their fiance behind. Please don't marry them. <laughs> yes. Like, that's pretty douchey of you to do that. And also, don't insult your brother when he comes back because you just married his wife. <laughs> and he might be a ghost and he might shoot you. Yes, he might shoot you and you might be. You, you won't die, supposedly, but it's going to hurt. I'm assuming. It also reminds me of Emily Carroll's uh, comic, His Face All Red. Oh, I, I love that comic. I know. It's a great horror comic. Go read it if you haven't. Yeah. People, if you have not heard of Emily Carroll, go Google her name now. Just stop listening to us. <laughs> go Google her name and go read her comic. You know what? We'll, we should just like post a link about her comics on Facebook and on our Twitter or something because oh, okay. that I think her theme would fit very well into oh definitely what we what we talk about. I mean, her stories are very um how would you describe them? Very dark. Yeah, very creepy and whimsical. A lot of them are like unsettling. They are unsettling because you don't, there's like a sort of, she leaves a good amount of vagueness in her stories to allow you to kind of come to a conclusion about what's going on, especially with the, his face all red. Yeah. Because I feel like even in that story, when it gets to the end, you're still kind of like, what exactly is happening? Like, yeah. it's good and i i like that feeling because like you feel like it's been hinted at enough that you know what's going on but not too much where you're absolutely certain yeah i don't want to i don't like say anything about it because i don't want to give away the ending but right but yeah the ending is kind of you have to come to your own conclusion as to what exactly happened but it does go along with the story so yes go go read it (laughs) go read that right now So my story isn't really like a from a storybook or anything, or it's not even like a whimsical ghost story. It's more <laughs> like um, it's more like a case, a mysterious case of strange. <laughs> um, my story is about the Bleeding House in Atlanta, Georgia, and what it is is that back on September eighth of 1987 there's a house in atlanta georgia and there's an elderly couple who lives there and one night the elderly woman whose name is minnie winston yes that's her name minnie winston (laughs) takes a shower she okay so everything's normal in the house that night and she goes to take a shower and when she steps out of the shower, there is blood everywhere in the house. Like blood in the bathroom and blood on the floor in the hallway and on the walls. And uh, apparently there was blood coming up from under the TV what? and coming from the basement. <laughs> so she calls to her husband who... um is laying in bed and he's kind of like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like is it wet dripping blood then from what was reported it was um droplets it appeared in droplets around the size of like i would say probably maybe like quarters to silver dollar size droplets 
But then in some areas, it was smeared. Like, it looked like it had been smeared. So they didn't know what it was from. Because, I mean, everything was fine just 15 minutes ago or whatever how long it took her to take a shower. Yeah. Um, you so... take a 15-minute shower? <laughs> <laughs> so... So they called the police because they didn't know what else to do. This is like some old couple and they don't know what the hell's going on. And it just sounds like, what what the hell's happening? I mean, if you step out of the shower, there's blood everywhere. What the hell do you do? I don't know what I would think. I, I would almost think you'd, I think I would be like, oh my God, is, is like condensation on the walls like leaking rust kind of thing that's what the that's what the husband thought um his name was william winston and william thought that it was something like that like condensation on the walls or something and minnie the the lady she thought that it was strange because she said that she wasn't scared at first when she saw it because it didn't necessarily look or smell like blood Hmm. I would assume that if you stepped out, you would smell like a very strong irony sort of smell. Yeah. I mean, blood definitely has like. Yeah. A distinct odor. smell about it. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I guess I guess it didn't smell like that. And um, I mean, she was she was more freaked out than her husband was because I mean, her husband, like I said, he was like, oh, it's probably just condensation or something. <laughs> But then again, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, so it's coming up from under the TV. And apparently it was coming, it was also coming up in an, like a, in a crawl space area that they couldn't really get to. Um, So, so the police get there and the police are confused. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At first they thought it was like an animal. They were like, maybe an animal got in here, but they didn't have any pets and they didn't have any known um, like pest problems. Like they didn't have any like rats or mice or anything like that. So the police also tried to explain that maybe it was like a prank. Like maybe someone had broken in and played some sort of prank, but neither of them heard anything and like everything was secure. But yeah. Um, the only other thing that they could think of was um, William, the husband. He he was pretty sick, like all the time, and he had to be on dialysis. And so he had he had blood that had to be. I don't I don't exactly know how dialysis works. I just know that you have to be hooked up to stuff, and I'm assuming that blood is involved with it. <laughs> yeah, doesn't um, it like kind of clear your blood of something? Yeah, something about like and. Because yeah, your kidneys aren't functioning correctly. Usually if you have a right. kidney disease, you go yeah. on dialysis. Yeah. That's that's what that's what he was on most of the time. But he claimed that like he didn't do anything with the blood. <laughs> I mean he was laying in bed the whole time. Yeah. So the police did end up taking like a blood sample because like I said, they're just confused. They didn't know what it is. And it turned out that apparently the state crime lab just found out that it was human blood and it was type O. Um, well, that's pretty common though. It is. But I guess Minnie and William, they were type A blood. So oh. it wasn't from them. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I would have thought one of them would have been type O, but they're both type yeah. A. They, they were both type A. So it wasn't from either of them. And yeah, like it would just, 
it's just kind of been a mystery all these years. The crime lab couldn't really discern much else from the blood besides what type and like what species of thing it was. Um, I guess part of the problem was that the police didn't know what the blood was at first. So they sent the blood sample to, I think, like a hospital because they thought it was like a, they thought it was animal blood. Yeah. So they sent it there first to get tested. I guess. But then it got sent to the state crime lab. And I guess because of the time frame, um, it lost some of that material that would have helped them identify it more clearly. So all they got was that it was a human and it was type O. And they they decided not to really like pursue more of an investigation because mostly because a crime did not happen. <laughs> there was yeah. there wasn't really a crime that happened. It was it was bizarre, but there wasn't like a murder or anything. And just those poor those poor people. Like the elderly couple kept getting harassed basically by the news agencies because by now like everyone's like oh the bleeding house there must be ghosts and paranormal shit going on all the time but I guess they had lived in the house for 20 some odd years and nothing like that had ever happened before huh and so was was there did they take pictures of it um, I'm not too sure if there's pictures online anywhere. I don't know if those are like stock pictures. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I think, I don't know, 1980s. I would think that they would have had some sort of pictures, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, they took pictures of like the Amityville Horror House and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, but those are crime scenes. I, but I, you would still think that like the police would have had to come in and take photos. Yeah. Originally, just to like rule out anything. And but yeah, I don't know how, like how exactly how much blood. I'm having a hard time like quantifying this in my head. It, yeah, I'm having a hard time too because I'm like, okay, so so when we talk about droplets, I'm thinking I'm thinking of a shit ton of droplets. Like it would have to be for for it to be noticeable, I would think. I mean, if you step out of a bathroom and there's droplets of blood all over the floor, you'd be like, oh, shit. And then if you walk out, there's got to be a shit ton of droplets in the hallway. I don't know. It's just it's hard for me to picture. But I mean, I guess I guess it's something that happened. Yeah. I mean, you almost want to think that's definitely environmental as opposed to paranormal, especially since it didn't, you know, like they've been in that house forever. But Mm -hmm. I guess if you want to believe it's paranormal, I I mean, the whole theory behind being paranormal is that there is no real explanation, but I guess there are certain things you could assume could have happened to create that. The The husband, when he was saying like, oh, like condensation on the walls or whatever, he was talking about that it might have been like a busted water heater, like spraying steam. Like in the basement, and maybe maybe that's what caused it. And and I do kind of know what he's talking about because I've been in homes before where like um there's like those beaded water droplets of I don't know what it is. It's just it's just water, but yeah, it looks rusty looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would think that it would definitely have to look not like oh, some rusty water for it to be alarming. Yeah, I mean, it would it would really- have to be like red. I mean, blood has a very specific look and it dries a specific way. If you've cut your finger 
and like accidentally had a nosebleed and it's like dropped on linoleum like you know what that looks like it and rust water definitely doesn't look like that and not only that but it was it was tested chemically tested and it's supposedly blood well and how but so it's the 1980s how good was testing then i don't know but wouldn't it at least be able to say like oh this is water and not oh this is blood yeah i get yeah <laughs> I don't like that. I I think that too. I'm like, how how great is the testing back then? But then I'm like, surely if you tested water besides blood, it would be able to tell you the difference. It's kind of like that town. Was it in Illinois? I can't remember. That meat fell from the sky. Oh yeah, I think and I it vaguely was like, remember hearing about that. Yeah, and it was like a long, long time ago. But they they think that it was actual like meat and not something else. I although I like that some people actually tried it. <laughs> so what? Okay, we're gonna go on a a brief <laughs> a brief side mission here. So so, what is the the meat falling from the sky story? Like, do they did they have any um did they have any thoughts of what it was? Oh no, that was a Kentucky thing. Um, the Kentucky meat shower. Okay, so tell us a little about the Kentucky meat shower. Okay, it apparently occurred March 3rd, 1876. Oh, and that's a long time ago. Yeah, it was it was near a settlement of Rankin in Bath County, Kentucky. And it appeared to be that like red meat fell from the sky in a hundred by fifty yard area. <laughs> and I guess the <laughs> lady was on her porch making soap. And just, like, started seeing meat fall from the sky. What the hell? I, I don't know. She said, like, it's, she said the meat looked grisly. And her and her husband believed that it was a sign from God. And a similar event was later reported in Europe. And actually, there is, like, a preserved <laughs> meat specimen that is in a university, I guess. But So are there any theories about what it could be? Well, it appeared to be beef which was reported in the scientific american but two guys who tasted it said it was either lamb or deer which i don't know i really want to know like who tasted it (laughs) it it is such a human thing that we would see meat fall from the sky and be like i'd eat that We're like, let's cook that and see how good it is. Um, so okay, I'm gonna say that there are very there are very strange images running through my head right now trying to explain meat falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah. Like, how does that happen? Well, I guess a uh like my brain is trying to reason how the water cycle <laughs> could pick up deer meat. <laughs> well, but in in I this one guy, Leopold Brandy's mm-hmm. Brandy wrote in the sanitarium that he identified it as as nostoc which is a type of like bacteria but he gave a meat sample to the newark scientific association to analyze it and um dr alan mclean hamilton wrote in medical record which i guess is a journal stated that the meat had been identified as lung tissue from either a horse or a human infant what the structure of the organ in these two cases being almost identical. The composition of the sample was backed up by further analysis, with two samples of the meat being identified as lung tissue, three as muscle, and two as cartilage. So this is just a meat mass. Yeah, it's like a jellied-like meat mass. Uh, locals, I guess, assumed that it was meat that was vomited up by buzzards. <laughs> I feel so bad for people back then. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay, 
even now in 2000 oh god i almost said 2018 <laughs> in 2019 i have no answer i have no <laughs> logical answer for those people back in what was it 1879 or whatever 1876 76 hey i was close <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't even have an answer and my <laughs> my college level brain <laughs> is trying to uh, give some sort of answer to what it could be. And I don't have any answer. I mean, I guess I mean, vultures vomiting <laughs> would be understandable. But for how, I guess to say for how long this lasted? Uh, several minutes, apparently. Okay, so vultures can't vomit for <laughs> in mass for several minutes. <laughs> Like, you would notice a shit ton of vultures in the sky. Vomiting. Yeah, you Vomiting so. on you. And, I, like... I don't know. That's so weird. I yeah. want to know more now. Well... <laughs> okay, so another another image in my head, <laughs> besides the, the water cycle, picking up meat and dropping it off, um, I also imagine, like, uh, creatures or deer being like shot out of a cannon <laughs> yeah well that was my other thought was like could it have been possible i mean that someone flew up an animal <laughs> i don't know we have, we have so many like we're not scientists here <laughs> we, we have we have so many theories that <laughs> try to they're okay these theories they're trying to make sense but they just don't fit <laughs> like it's like they're almost there but then in the end there's just no way that that piece of the puzzle can fit into that spot <laughs> well it's, it's like the same thing with the blood on the walls because it's like okay blood. so people supp supposedly ate the meat it seemed okay. to be meat Suppose I don't know what kind of identification you can do in 1876 to actually say like yes definitively without a doubt this is meat. This is this yeah, is this is meat tissue. from this animal or yeah. Also, it's strange that they would be like this is either from a horse or a human infant. I will this say is though, from a horse or that's a big leap. Killed your child. That would be one way to dispose of the body that would be fairly untraceable. <laughs> also, like how I mean, this has to be like a lot of human babies in mass being yeah, disposed just, of. So I'm thinking of like a, a dirigible flying over. <laughs> you know, I guess dirigible. I just don't know. Like, what the dirigible with <laughs> weren't those invented in like World War Two or World War One? I? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm not a dirigible expert. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, uh, what? I'm trying to think of a logical, a semi-logical. Well, yeah, a anything that would be in the sky in 1876, <laughs> would it probably be sighted, right? And they'd be like, yeah, that's where that means coming from. Uh, you would think. <laughs> where is this meat shower coming from? <laughs> Although, I don't know, in 1876, wouldn't you just be like, oh, good, meat. <laughs> that's True. Maybe you just God. forget all about what it might be. Yeah. Th thank you, Jesus, for giving <laughs> us this feast. I guess I don't. I just don't know. Um, my theory is gonna be that there's either aliens, <laughs> aliens, because <laughs> that's the answer for anything that you can't 
describe or <laughs> logically come up with an answer for. Or time travelers. That's also the other option. I think some time work. <laughs> okay, well, aliens, <laughs> you already know. Aliens got their spaceships and all that good jazz, and they can do whatever the hell they want. If it if they were human babies, <sighs> aliens are probably dropping them off <laughs> because of all their experiments. <laughs> that took well, place. we dissected that one. Throw it down the chute. <laughs> <laughs> time to drop off the baby load. <laughs> Yeah, pick that towel. We'll just drop them off there. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay, so either aliens... Okay, so time travelers... Okay, I'm going to explain this one. <laughs> time travelers... I'm not talking about time travelers from, like, this time period. They got to be, like, from way ahead. Because I, I don't know how they're up in the sky, but they are. They're up in the sky. <laughs> they have... Okay, I don't, I'm still not convinced that it's baby parts. <laughs> Well, it also said it could be a horse. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. And we don't even know if this is really definitive. We don't know how they tested this. It's 1876. They could have just had some guy that been like, yeah, that looks like horse parts or baby parts. <laughs> I'm so dying right now. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... The baby parts really get to you, doesn't it? I think it's the huge leap between horse parts and baby parts. Like, it can range from either this or this, and that's a huge range. It's not like, oh, this could be a baby or, like, a dog, I guess, or, like, a small cat. It's like, this is either a baby or a horse. Those are, like, all the options. That's all all the options we have. I mean, yeah, if they had said, like, cat or something i've been like okay well similar sizing you know (laughs) yeah i mean like okay that could make sense (laughs) okay (laughs) so okay so hold on all right so time travelers (laughs) hold on i have so many highlights that i want to (laughs) hit so time travelers i don't know what they're doing in the year 2200 or whatever (laughs) but i'm assuming that they're going back in time Okay, well, here's a dark scenario. <laughs> Darker than they're going back in time because of overpopulation, and they're dumping off body parts from their sky palace onto oh the God, Alicia <laughs> onto the land of the 1876 peasants, and then they go home. Wow. And and that's <laughs> I don't. Okay, now if you ask me the reason why they're doing that, I. I don't know, besides overpopulation. (laughs) But that's my dark dystopian future. Alicia, that is some Dale Gribble conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any other explanations besides aliens and time travelers from a dystopian future. Killing with overpopulation. (laughs) (laughs) With overpopulation. Okay, so there's that highlight. (laughs) Then... The uh, second highlight I want to address is I think it's hilarious that we keep... Okay, I know we keep trying to figure out an answer just between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> and and we almost get there. But then, but then we're like, oh, but there's meat falling from the sky. Like, how can it be baby parts? But there is meat falling from the sky. And that just brings us back <laughs> to step one. <laughs> is that there is meat falling from the sky. <laughs> And no matter how we're going to be able to explain it, there's meat falling from the sky. So I don't, I just don't know. I don't, 
I I feel sorry for those people back then, and I feel sorry for us now because there's no explanation. <laughs> well, it's like yeah, there's no explanation for meat from the sky in 1876, and there's no explanation for blood droplets on the walls and coming up from the TV in 1980. No. <laughs> oh, the only thing I could okay besides aliens and time travelers, travelers, the only thing that I could think of besides that because I feel like I've heard this story before somewhat in some sort of variation but i realized i think the story that i heard was when they blew up a beached whale <laughs> do you remember oh, that story right they yes, blew up a beached whale that. yeah and i don't know why they thought that was a great idea <laughs> <laughs> because that wasn't even like that wasn't even back in the 19 or 1800s that was like 2000 something i think yeah <laughs> our problem like, solving should have been better <laughs> advanced but they're like okay so we have a beached whale what how do we get rid of it and they were like let's blow it up <laughs> because that won't make our beach disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, yeah, because I'm thinking, okay, what are the reasons you would want to get rid of a beached whale? And I can only think of because you don't want it on your beach for like months and months and months. Yeah, it becomes like a biohazard. Yeah, it becomes a problem. And it's disgusting. And you don't want that on your beach where families and children and people frolic. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me wonder who and why they thought that blowing it up would like, how did they think that would make a good outcome for the beach? Because I wonder how long it took for them to clean that up. You just, took, think... a, you just took a problem that was in one place and you scattered it all over <laughs> the place. Didn't they find it like pieces of the whale like miles away? Probably. Yeah. I, my <laughs> thought is that, some, is that a lot of people probably knew that was a bad idea, but they just wanted to see a whale get blown up. Maybe. Or do you think this was one of those things where like... The mayor of the town was like, yeah, let's go ahead and sign off on that. It's like the same <laughs> the same mayor from Jaws. <laughs> They're like, yeah, this is a good idea. <laughs> sure. Like that's like fine. the like <laughs> the city government was like, yeah, let's just go ahead and blow it up. It'll be fine. And people were like, that's probably not gonna be fine. But they were like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. We're getting this whale off the beach. <laughs> you wanted it gone, it's gone. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. You have to uh, pick the pieces off of your sandals, but <laughs> it's technically gone. <laughs> they wanted a problem solved. We did it. It might not have totally solved it, but we did our best and no one can judge me. <laughs> you don't have a beach whale anymore, but you do have a lot of fun surprises on the beach. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, just sliding around in rotten blubber. Ooh, oh. and it's in the water too. Ugh. Like that's what? the thing. You'd have to imagine like not these pieces on the just the beach. It's got to be like on the water. Ugh. And it's and all those pieces have got to have flown and like smacked against I'm assuming cars and buildings yeah. and lampposts and roads and ugh, that's so gross. Not I would, I would be so annoyed with my town. Wait, what What town? We have to shame them. What town did this? <laughs> we have to shame them. Look it up. Do you got... Oh, wait. I got my phone. Here we go. Hold on, wait. The infamous exploding whale. Oh, God. Oh, there have been several cases of whale carcasses... Oh, no, it's bursting. 
Dynamite was used to blow up a rotting beach whale with unintended consequences. Yeah, it sounds about right. Oh, okay. So it was actually 1970. Okay, so I mean, not 2000 something, but in relatively recent history. I would put 1970s in recent history. Oh, there was another well-known explosion in 2004 in Tainan oh. City, Taiwan. Uh, I wonder if that had... one was it exploded. Okay, the one in Taiwan, it looks like it burst itself, whereas okay. the one in 1970, um, it was an eight-short-ton sperm whale that washed ashore at Florence on the central Oregon coast. So Oregon... <laughs> This. Um, it was under the jur- jurisdiction of the state's highway division, which, after consulting with the U.S. Navy, decided to remove the whale using dynamite, assuming the resulting pieces would be small enough for scavengers to clear up. An engineer was in charge of this. He wasn't sure how much dynamite would be needed. <laughs> Like, immediately, if you tried to explain this to, like, a town meeting, that doesn't sound like it's going to go very well. (laughs) I don't know how much dynamite is needed, and hopefully the scavengers will pick up the pieces. It gets gets better. He was chosen to remove the whale because a supervisor had gone hunting, and he chose a charge of a half a ton of dynamite. Which a military veteran that had explosives training who was in the area at the time was like, uh, the 20 cases of dynamite was too much. And he said that 20 sticks would have sufficed, but his advice (laughs) went unheeded. Wait, they used 20 cases? 20 sticks would have sufficed, but they used half a ton. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. And of course it was, it was filmed. So you can go on YouTube and watch this. (laughs) Yeah, it, it caused large pieces of lumber to land near buildings and in parking lots some distance away from the beach. Only some of the whale was disintegrated. Most of it remained on the beach for the Oregon Highway Division workers to clear away. Oh my god, I feel so bad. I hope that they got paid extra for that. Yeah, really. And the birds that they were hoping would eat the whale were scared away from the dynamite explosion. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those examples of, like, humans trying to solve a problem, but, like, fucking it up so bad. Murphy's Law to the nth degree. (laughs) They're like, the explosive expert veteran's brand new automobile, ironically purchased during the Get a Whale of a Deal promotion in a nearby city, was flattened by a chunk of falling blubber. Oh my god. (laughs) This is why aliens drop babies on us, you guys. (laughs) Future time travelers are, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is why the future time travelers are like, you know what? Just just take these. <laughs> We've talked a lot we... about meat this episode. <laughs> it's a very meaty episode. It's a meaty episode. Um, but yeah, okay, well at least we can explain the uh the whale pieces falling on a town. Yeah. Well, it was because wonder... of stupidity. <laughs> like, okay, so I was like, well maybe I mean they had dynamite, like explosives in 1876 so it's like well maybe but you think something. people would have heard something yeah you would have um, especially if there was like a mass <laughs> explosion of horses <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one's gonna put babies in a pile and explode them with dynamite so every every time i start to like speak about a reason or a solution the end part just doesn't match <laughs> Certainly a explosion of horses <laughs> or babies somewhere. This is totally explainable. Or deer but... or lamb. Or like, who the hell knows? An explosion of barfing vultures. 
well, whatever you want to believe, there's a slew it of happened. possibilities. <laughs> yes, there were many possibilities. No one knows which one it is, but you can just pick one and it's as good as the next one. <laughs> <laughs> as good as the next one. Pretty much. All right, well, I guess if you want to tell us your other story. Well, I had one selected, but I think I'm going to save it for when we do cursed objects or something. Ooh. So Yeah, I know I'm... you were talking about um, not being able to sleep because of cursed objects that you were yes. researching. I was, I was looking into some stuff for the future. Do we want to do that on maybe like the next episode? Sure. We can do cursed objects. I'm, I love hearing about cursed objects. Awesome. Well, tune in next week and I will tell the story I was going to tell today <laughs> that I'm not going to tell right now. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Instead, I'm just going to read this person's Reddit account of a creepy thing. Oh, good. Yeah, I looked I looked at the book and then I also looked on Reddit because I love reading people's encounters just from like normal everyday people using Reddit. So now uh, I have a question. Uh huh. Now, before we get into the story, in your opinion, do you think this is I mean, it's the Internet, so I guess there's no way of knowing anyway. But do you think that this sounds like a legit story uh, or do you think, think this so. is more like a eh, just for fun? I just want to make a story. Um, no, well, he's, this, this user is telling a story that, um, is actually from a teacher of his, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's not their personal stories, it's a secondhand account. Um, okay. It doesn't seem like something that, that would necessarily be made up, but you never know. I don't know. I, personally, yeah. my opinion of most Reddit posts is that mm -hmm. it could be total bullshit, but I find much more joy in thinking they're real, mm -hmm. so... I just like to think they're real. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, continue. Yeah. All right, so this was like six years ago on one of those, like, what's the creepiest thing you've ever, that's ever happened to you threads that I love. Um, and the user was Burdenrock24. But this is the story that he included. Uh, he said, I've already posted one, but I didn't want to put two stories in one post, but here you go. This one is from a teacher of mine. Great guy, but he swears on his pride that this is true. It was during his college days. He was living in an apartment with three other guys. They had been living there for a couple weeks when weird stuff started to happen. It all started in one of the bedrooms. The bed was on a huge wrought iron bed frame and was in front of a wall outlet. That's not good. <laughs> hey guys, don't don't put your like bed like up against wall outlets. That's a fire hazard. Anyway. <laughs> This was the outlet that the bedside light had to be plugged into. Every so often, the lamp cord would be unplugged and thrown out of place. He thought it was just his friends being clever. Emphasis on the plur plural because this thing was heavy. Weird shit happened for the next couple weeks, but it was an older apartment and neighbors will be neighbors and old buildings have their quirks. So they wrote it off as nothing. One night, they had some friends come over, so one of them had to sleep in a futon in the living room. The friend was woken up in the middle of the night for no real reason, but when he opened his eyes, there was a thin blonde girl hunched on the ground next to him. Now, not much can make a 6'4", 250-pound guy panic, but this did. He just started hollering and yelping for his friends to come out as he grabbed for every square inch of the sheets. His friends thought he was just messing with him, but his face said otherwise. They just hung out for the rest of the night till he calmed down. They eventually ordered pizza just because they were no longer tired. When the delivery guy got there, he was surprised. Hey, this is my old place when I was in school. My teacher chuckled. Hey, did weird shit happen when you lived here? The pizza guy went blank. Oh, fuck. You seen her too? And then they moved out the next day. Oh, damn. That's creepy. Yep. <sighs> Things with like, I don't know what it is, but things with like creepy female ghosts, supposedly. Don't like... 
It's too bad yeah. that the it's too bad that the pizza guy didn't <clears throat> explain his story. Well, yeah. Well, maybe he did. And the teachers didn't tell him. Yeah. But well, that's like so. It reminds me of my cousins, or I guess it's my aunt's sister lives in a house in Louisville that is supposedly haunted, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that at the time. But I was invited over to like play with them and their family because like this was her, like my aunt by marriage, so like I there was no blood connection to meet with these mm-hmm. people but they were being nice so i came over to play with them my cousins and their cousins on that side of the family and i just remember like being creeped out in the house and um, yeah. kind of like especially being left alone upstairs like in the playroom and when i got back i told my mom about it and she was like don't tell your cousins but that house is haunted <laughs> oh no <laughs> and they haven't mentioned it to them because they don't want to scare them but i guess my uncle was asleep one night in one of the guest rooms and this is my uncle who works in the secret service so he's not yeah. like like he's seen some shit <laughs> yeah he's not easily disturbed yeah I'm assuming. He, yeah he he's a big guy tall you know very very fit at the time has been all over the like been all over the country all over the world he's seen stuff so he, and he's not one to like make things up because he's also fairly religious so it's i don't know he doesn't strike me as someone who'd be lying but anyway i guess he told my parents that one night he was staying there and had uh fallen asleep in the guest room and he woke up to this woman who was like sitting on the side of his bed and i Hmm. guess she kind of like tucked him a little bit and then like just left and she was wearing an old-fashioned gown. And he said, like, he just lay there and, like, he couldn't move. He didn't get, like, any bad feeling off her. But, like, he mm-hmm. was so scared that he like, just kind of laid there for the rest mm-hmm. of the night. And I guess, like, that family has said that, yeah, there's a woman that they all see. And she often is, like, seen with the children. You know, if they're sick, she'll tuck them in or she'll be sitting with them in their room. So it's a very nice spirit. So it's, yeah, it's an, it's not a malicious spirit. Yeah. But, I don't know, there is something creepy about, like, a woman standing over you or, like, sitting next to you suddenly when you wake up when there should not be someone there. And, you know, part of me wonders, like, in moments like that, I wonder, because I know we always talk about, like, sleep paralysis, but I sometimes wonder if that's going on. But then, I mean, if that guy in the story was able to sit up and scream... I mean, I yeah. guess I wonder, like, how soon he was able to do that? Or, I don't know how sleep paralysis necessarily works, so I don't know how long it takes for you to be able to do something. Well, it depends. Like, sometimes, like, I've never had an instance where I feel like I'm totally awake and mm-hmm. can't move. Usually, usually I'm definitely still in a sleep state, but I can at least sit up. Mm-hmm. And it's usually in the process of sitting up and turning a light on that I wake up. Mm-hmm. But everything before that moment seems totally real because you can move and you're still like dreaming. Yeah. But at least in this story, I mean like if, if that had been a one-off instance, whatever, mm-hmm. but the fact that someone else saw the same that thing. saw it, yeah. Yeah, then, that's... yeah, that kind of is like, okay, there's something going on with the place not necessarily the person yeah oh no my neighbor's starting his snowblower i'm sorry <laughs> i can i can hear him just slightly <laughs> he loves his snowblower and we sure have gotten a lot of snow so well i hope that 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 our stories were good for a snowy day if you have snow yeah a nice cozy snow day mm-hmm. i hope you had a lot of fun talking about 
well, we talked about meat showers <laughs> and evil brothers and <laughs> creepy uh, apartment ghosts and exploding whales. Yeah, that last else. story isn't as good as the other one I was going to read, but That's okay. hopefully we can look forward to it next week. Hey, we're we're getting we're just getting started with the new year. So this episode we just kind of took it easy and we're just kind of shooting the breeze. <laughs> But we hope you still enjoyed it. And if you have any stories of your own or any stories for with cursed objects, send them in. Send them in. Let us know. Uh, if there's a story that you particularly want us to talk about, let us know. Because I know that there's some popular cursed object stories out there that people might be interested in hearing about. Yeah, comment on our Facebook page or mention us on Twitter. It's uh, Hey Demons, It's Your Girls on both Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Or send us an email. At (laughs) H-D-I-Y-G? H-D-I-Y-G podcast at gmail.com. Sorry, every week I'm like, wow, I did not make that easy for us. (laughs) I'm so bad at like, just, I need to say it. Okay, this this is what I need to do. I just need to stand in front of a mirror and just say it. Although I don't know why I need to stand in front of a mirror. This is like some Bloody Mary ritual, I guess. <laughs> I, I need to just say it so many times that I can just blurt it out. I'm, I'm yeah, so sorry. If you can figure out what our email is. Hey, demons, it's your girls. All right, well, join us at our new day next on Mondays. Now I'm submitting on Mondays. So yeah. <laughs> join us on Mondays. Jo- join us to start off your week, which is usually Monday for <laughs> the majority of people. And uh, next week we'll do cursed objects. So. Have a good week, guys. Have a good week and stay spooky and stay safe. Stay spooky, stay safe. See ya. Bye.